Okay, I am recording now, and I'm ready to talk. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Of course, my camera. Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been fast friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, uh, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience. Wow. And we're trying to make this podcast together to help each other, and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So what's today's topic, Mr. Kramer? So today, we were going to talk about to-do lists, how we manage our busy lives and how we might share that with our youthful listeners or our less organized listeners. <laughs> My life is not that busy. So, <laughs> Oh, you just don't think it is because you're crazy organized. So uh, listeners, get a pencil and write this stuff down. You're going to need it later. It will might come in handy. <laughs> So uh, are you kind of thinking like just how to how to remember to do stuff like pick the kids up from school or stuff around the house? Or what are you thinking? Well, here's the thing. I was I read that book, Getting Things Done by David Allen 15 years ago, and it made a big impression on me. Hmm. Um, you know, you live with me. I'm not a naturally organized person, to say the least. Um, not big on like picking my clothes off the floor and you know stuff like that. So I've always been, um, uh, had a really good memory and think I'll, you know, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Turns out human brain doesn't really work that way. Uh, you can only remember something like seven things, which is why phone numbers have seven digits. Hmm. Uh, so you got to chunk things in order to remember them. And what's even better is if you, if you write them down. Um, now we have digital versions of that. And I know you're very good at that, Dave. I was always impressed by that. You always kept your checkbook balance and all that. And you're the one I go to for organizational advice. Uh, so I thought we'd share what we've learned over the years on how to make sure things don't slip through the cracks. And I think I'm more thinking about work type stuff, but also at, at your house. Um, yeah. Gotcha. This, this might be too simple for you because uh, I think the listeners remember this. <laughs> I don't think anything is too simple for me, but Dave Blasco was essentially an in-house management consultant for one of the <laughs> Fortune 500 firms. He's uh, got an MBA and uh, was uh, working with various, uh, well, in-house departments. But I think, didn't you also spend several years traveling to suppliers in your supply chain, helping them get organized? I've done that too. So I've done a lot of process improvement, both from productivity and quality. Yeah. I think the key thing is um, if you're thinking about work, I, I, I try to write everything down. If I'm taking a note and lately I've been trying to do everything digitally, I'm trying not to take notes. Although I find myself able to write things down more quickly than I can type. I'm not the greatest typist in the world. Um, but for me, the thing is just to have some sort of task list and write it down. And um I think for work, I don't know about you are, but things always are reshuffling from a priority perspective. So something that's maybe hot today 
is not the most important thing tomorrow. So I think it's always important to kind of review your task list to reprioritize and get the most important thing to the top. I agree. And uh, David Allen describes it as the hard part is capture what you're saying. Write everything down. Don't don't think I'm going to remember this. Figure out a way to capture everything. And then you can organize it different ways later. But and and the act of writing it down helps you remember. Um, and writing it down with a, a pen or a pencil on a piece of paper actually activates a different part of your brain than typing. So in some ways it's better. Um, but then you can't just forward it anywhere. So it's hard to find a perfect system. And I've thought about it. I'm happy to tell you what I do if you're even slightly interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I don't, and I'll tell you what, what I do for work at least. And I do some of the same things at home, but what do you do? So I have, I actually keep sort of three different kinds of lists, but I have on my phone uh, for iOS, right? Because we're Android guys nowadays. Um, uh, it is an app called AnyDo, A-N-Y-D-O, one word. There's a, there's a website for it. And I'm sure there's an iOS app too. And I use that for my running list of everything. Uh, and I installed the widgets. This is visual, hmm. but um, oh, that's the wrong widget. It's uh, this widget right on the front page. Mm -hmm. Get it in focus, and you, you can't quite see it. But there's a little microphone and a little plus sign. And uh, um, the plus sign is to type a note. And the microphone uses the very good Google Voice to Text uh, engine to. So I frequently will do that in the morning when I wake up and think of things. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I try and be considerate of the people sleeping in my house and type it. So mm -hmm. that's just a running list of everything I have to do. And it should check that once a day, once a week and put it elsewhere. So that's a list of everything everywhere just to capture it, which would include, oh, I have to pay my real estate taxes this week. I have to uh, um, bring my car in for service. I have to renew my passport. I would like to go back to Tahiti for a vacation, right? <laughs> and those are all very different things, but you just don't want to forget it. You want to write it down. So that's my function yeah. for that. I gotcha. I use some, I mean, at work, we use Microsoft products, the Microsoft suite and at home, I just, I think I'm so used to it. I use the Microsoft product suites at home primarily. I know use Google a lot. I have a Gmail account, but it, so at work, I just use the tasks and okay. some can be, I just like that. And I, you, you, you can take a task and say, hey, you know, call the supplier about the delivery of the computer system next week. And I like to use that. It just prompts you to do that. And I think also looking at those things periodically to make sure they're in prioritization is good. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll use Microsoft.Look to actually give myself a task, like do this by the end of the day, like make sure you call the customer by the end of the day. And I'll just put in a different color and I won't assign time to it. I'll leave it as an open task on my calendar. But it's just, and I'll put in a certain color. I'll put things as critical items sometimes instead of putting on the task list. And it just, it helps re remind me that I look down and I see these things in orange and say, oh, I got to do these things before the end of the day or something bad's going to happen. That's an excellent approach. You know, Microsoft is so popular. And uh, the good thing with that one is if you look at the list, you can, you can ignore the Tahiti thing, but the other one, you can assign a date to it and you're sitting there at your, uh, email and you can forward it to somebody else. Um, I 
suggest to the listener you be careful with the idea of assigning tasks to other people because it can be annoying if you're assigning tasks to your boss or your or your or your spouse. <laughs> Certain personality types don't <laughs> don't like that. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it's a good concept, right? You need input from people; you can pass it on. Um, yeah, so that's very powerful. In some systems that work a lot, you do that. We use the Atlassian. Atlassian is a big software company of Australia. We use the their Jira software for tracking of issues. You can put comments in there. You can assign them to other people. So if there were uh, like a fix in our software that our company does, we would create a Jira ticket for that. And you can track and assign tasks that way. I do like Outlook from remembering things. You made a mention of paying your taxes. I'll use Outlook a lot at work to remind me on certain days, I need to remind the customer of updates for the operating system. So once a month, we'll update the operating system for our customer's installation. They have to test it in uh, a test system first before we move it to production. And so yesterday, I just sent the monthly reminder out saying, hey, remember, we're on the schedule and, and I'll let you know next week when we update. I like it for things like that, both for personal and for work. So I'll give you an example of, um, I have some credit cards that sometimes I get to get um, points or some sort of gift for opening a credit card. And if I don't want to use it for the year, I'll cancel it before the mm -hmm. fee comes due. So I, I have one of those pop up today that says, hey, cancel blah, blah, blah card, because if you're not going to use it, should cancel it to avoid the $95 yearly fee. Yeah. I think the calendar should be sacred is a strong word, but that to some extent, if you put it on the calendar, you have to pay attention and you have to do it. And so you shouldn't, you should treat things that way. Right. So if you move it from, if you put it on your calendar, you should be able to take it off your to-do list. Right. So if I think, Oh, I need to pay my taxes by April 18th this year. If I put it on my calendar with a one month or a two week warning, mm -hmm. I should take it off my to-do list because now I can stop thinking about that. I don't need to review it once a week. It's, it's tucked into the spot. Um, I think I, this is me stealing stuff or being influenced by a guy named Merlin Mann, M-A-N-N, -N, who used to run a website called 43 Folders. Did you hmm. see that? No, I never saw that. And that was, he was a, a, a getting things done, David Allen disciple sort of, and he, back in the paper days had 43 folders and they were one through 31, uh, January through December. And so that's, four, that's 31 plus 12. Yes. So when you got a piece of paper back when we had pieces of paper, if it was coming up this month, you'd put it in the, for that day. So every day you would look at it and then you'd move it to the next month. And if it wasn't until next month, you'd put it in the March folder or whatever it mm -hmm. is. Um, so you don't have to think about it till it's time that you can do something about it. Um, so like, even if a prompt person like you who wants to do your taxes as soon as possible, you can't do it until the end of January because you don't get your W-2s, et cetera. So you shouldn't think about your taxes until January 29th. Um, yeah, so that's the, the calendar is one of the destinations for things that are coming off your to-do list. What I yeah, it's yeah. a combination of those two. I was going to say I, I do put some things on my calendar as a task on the calendar. If I, it has to be done that day, and I won't put it on my task list. I generally have things on my task list for home at least that are recurring things, like say check the tire pressure in the cars. And so it's like plus or minus six weeks, right? So if it doesn't happen on that day or if it's weekly, it's not a huge deal, right? Right. 
but I better darn file the taxes by tax day or that is a big deal. And so sometimes things like that were asked to be done by a certain day. I'll put that in the calendar and it, I don't look at my calendar from a personal perspective every day and look for those things I've color coded that are like critical, like financial things that have to be done by that day or bad things happen. Right. Well, so your Microsoft task list and my any do list are what I'm going to call a running list. Right? You could have retire at age 60 on there if you wanted. But um, now I do have some crazy things out in the future, though, to your point, like yeah. um, get a tetanus shot like every 10 years. I'll put crazy stuff like that out there. Oh, that's good. Um, and I'll put some reminders that are associated with retirement because you and I are a lot closer to retirement than we're not. Mm -hmm. And I I put a crazy reminder out there, like you should apply for Medicare so many months before you turn 65. And so even though that's say eight years out in the future, I put a note to myself to remember to do that because I find that if I don't, I may forget that. Okay. And it only takes a moment to do that. But I think, but I find that reminder at that time priceless. So, um, you know, I have, I have a life insurance policy that's a term that's coming to an end in June. And I put a tickler to myself a few months ago to go get a new replacement policy for a different purpose, but it just helps me remind me for stuff like that. Cause if you don't, then you get to the end and you don't have enough time to react to it. I'm glad you didn't give yourself a reminder to, to die in the month of May, <laughs> which would be very convenient for your family. To maximize my value to my, uh, my family, right? <laughs> Let's not do that math because it might not come out the way we would hope. Now I get the new policy first and have the old <laughs> policy going and that would maximize the, my, my value to them. <laughs> uh, all right. But I don't think you should look at your running list every day. So I, when I get to wherever I'm working nowadays, it's in the office, but even when it was just walking to another room where my home office was set up, I have a, quasi journal and I make a list of things to do for that day. And I write it with a pen. It's got a square box next to it. And I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm not ashamed to write something down that I've already done just to enjoy checking it off. Oh, the, the checkoff, the feeling of checkoff. I, I, I can admit to doing that one a few times just to get the feeling of checking the box. I'm trying to keep, every, I'm, I'm trying to write less, you know, but here I'm sharing, here's a piece of paper or I took some notes cause I can write faster, but I'm trying to do more stuff electronically um, because you can sort it and search it. I really like Microsoft OneNote and you can get the same thing like uh, Evernote is a, is another um, competitor of OneNote, but I like that cause then I can search through my notes electronically. Because what I, what I can't find, what I'm trying to get away from is writing things in a notebook because trying to find that later is really hard. But if I can search on keywords through OneNote, I find stuff a lot more quickly. So I will, I, my, my tasks at work are more near term, if you will. I, I showed some crazy examples of the personal life of Armani do a tetanus shot every 10 years or getting passport renewed, right? Um, but for work, the things are more near term. So I will have, I will go through that list um, electronically more and it's more often because the tasks are usually near term yeah i i hear you and i don't mind actually writing things on post-its notes and trying to throw them away you know what i mean either transfer them but th there's things that need to get done um as part of it's to think it through to some extent and sometimes like it's also, I try to list things that I don't particularly like to do because you can let yourself be taken over by events, the stuff that you prefer to do. So like, I need to make 
I should be calling people. I should make at least five phone calls. Here's a list of 10 people I could call and keep things moving along. Um, and That's a good point. Out. Cause I am the same. Everybody's the same way. You, there's things I don't like to do. And I, I have to think about, I always think about what don't I want to do <laughs> and make sure I try to do that first. I don't always do it, but I try to force myself to think about what are the things I really don't like to do and force myself to try to get those done. Right. Cause it's, you like having done it. It's just the doing that's a, that's a pain. So, and it's I find it's good to remind yourself to say, "Hey, you got to do this. It's not something you enjoy, but it has to be done. So get on it and do it." And just it helps me get my head wrapped around it. Now I don't always do it right away, but I try to tell myself, "If you're going to do one thing today, you should do this one thing and do do it like right now." Yes, so that's another thing I was going to say. So that's another good thing to do is to have a really really short to do list for the day, which might be one thing. Because people will come in and ask you questions, things will come up, but there is that one thing that's important or you don't want to do and you'll keep kicking it down the road and it'll get worse instead of getting better. Whatever it is, start, fill out your uh, self-review or, what, or anything. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and so there's nothing wrong with writing one thing down on your list. And, um, you know, if you don't get it done, move it to the next list. But um, I, I think that's worth doing and it's better because you can use all this stuff and i'm probably guilty of this as a way to avoid doing work organizing your work you can spend a lot of time organizing not getting stuff done yeah searching I'm for with, the yeah. perfect app right productivity porn uh reading blogs on productivity when you should be doing stuff one of the things i try to do to stay organized is i try to do it now especially in my personal life and i find people who are unorganized benefits so there's people in my family who I give guidance to. And I say like, just do it now. So instead of like setting that thing down, that empty can of bubbly, yeah. put it in the trash. Cause if you do that, then you get overwhelmed by things. So I always try to, and I'm not always doing it, but I always try to do some, if I can do it now, cause then it seems less onerous. It doesn't build up as much. Yeah. I, I've heard it described sometimes as like the two minute rule, right? When you're going through your emails or your task list, if it's going to take you less than two minutes and it could be a one minute or five minute, whatever you want, just go ahead and do it. If it's uh, an email about, just go ahead and, and write it instead of thinking about it again, because it took you 30 seconds to think about it and it'll take you 30 seconds every day for two weeks. And now you've wasted time on it and you're like, Oh, it's too late now. So I've heard that real before as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unlike the bubbly stuff, I try and also think about even if you're not going to finish the task, you can make it better. Right. Like I don't want to put away the laundry right now, but I am going upstairs you live in a one house, but I'll carry the basket upstairs and, and put it in the closet. Um, and then maybe once you get there, you go, oh, it'd only take me a couple minutes to go ahead and get it through, but make it better instead of just ignoring it. Um, right. and that particularly when you live with other people, which most of us do. Yeah. I see people that are my family where they don't, do that things now and they get overwhelmed because they've let this go and let this go and this little thing. And then it, the totality of the situation, mainly from a home life overwhelms them. Right. Yes. Yep. And if you just do a little bit now, I think you feel better off. Yes. Like for instance, mail, right? When you bring in the mail, walk straight to the recycling bin <laughs> 
and throw almost all of it in the recycling bin, right. which is as a any kind of environmentalist, it's agonizing. But you're probably you don't need to look through that Sweetwater's guitar catalog. Um, it's all online, mm-hmm. um, and it's unfortunate that a lot of it has to be shredded. But um, just go through, and if you're really disciplined, the take the stuff out of the envelopes. And if you pay your bills with online, throw away the return envelope they give you and mm-hmm. just get it down to six pieces of paper instead of stack of paper. Cause you know, you can do that. It only takes a minute, but a week's worth takes you more than a minute and two weeks worth is intimidating. And then you stop looking at it. And then that IRS notice is under 17 things and you miss it. You just like, Oh, forget it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. I, I try to do that. So that's something I do try to do, get the mail and sort it through right away, throw all the flyers out immediately. Yep. That's why I stopped subscribing to weekly magazines. I don't know if this is a thing anymore in the, in the digital age, but if you don't have an hour a week to peruse the New Yorker, they pile up and you don't want to throw them away because there's some good articles in there. But then, <laughs> then, then when they find your body, when you uh, die at 80, that you're buried under a mound of New Yorkers that haven't read. Crushed to death by 1978 New Yorker magazines. <laughs> oh, so um, yeah. It, it, what what else did I want to point out? I, I told you about this. I bought a thing as gifts for my family, and again, this is that oh, uh, woman Gretchen Rubin who has the Happier podcast. She wrote. She writes books. She's a very smart lady. That she did the Happiness Project. But she came up with a product. Is she a professor at some Ivy League school? No, but she graduated from Harvard, undergraduate in Harvard Law School and clerked for a Supreme Court justice. And now Mm -hmm. she (laughs) writes books about uh, happiness and productivity and decluttering and uh, has a popular podcast and talks on TV. Um, There's something my wife was listening to. I, I thought they were a professor. So I have to get the name. She was listing something about happiness and what makes people happy. But uh, I digress. There's a professor at Yale who teaches a class in happiness that has. That's what I'm thinking because she's listened to the that professor's podcast or podcast. I think I've. Ah. So she has, uh, and I gave this. A, it's a little tin box, and it has five different kind of to do lists on sticky notes, um, and uh, it's. It, it's a little pun, right? Cause it looks like a fishing tackle box, but like mm-hmm. tackle your to do's right? tackle. Mm-hmm. and it's got a to-do list with, you know, a line with a checkbox and a regular to-do list. And she's got a thing she calls a ta-da list for certain kinds of people. Remember when we were talking about writing on a list, just so you can check it off. This is mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just writing down your accomplishments. And this can be a big happiness thing because you can get overwhelmed by life and you're like, no, 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 I did get this done. I did get this done. I did get this done. Um, in a, a something called a today list, which I we talked about. This is just writing things down for the day, and one that's called a to doodle list, and you just draw pictures of stuff. Um, but there's another one that I I do do, and I just write it. I do this on weekends. Uh, she calls it a could do list, and I mm-hmm. make on Friday night or Saturday morning a list of things I could do this weekend. I don't have to, but I could start my taxes. I could go to the dry cleaner. I could, uh, lift weights. I could practice my bass guitar. Um, 
And I find that actually very helpful, right? I can just sit and watch college football all day in the proper season. Uh, but you make a list of things. And when you look at it, like, yeah, instead of watching this rerun of Star Trek, the next generation, I can go into my gym and lift weights I gotcha. and I'll listen to music. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I find that helpful for that. And I thought what I was hoping was the, the beauty of that box. It's got five different things for five different kinds of people that, each of my uh, relatives would find something they like, and then I'd use the other ones. And I think they just threw it in a corner. But anyway, I still think it's a good gift. Maybe I'll give it to three other people. I'll go find them unopened and give them to other people next week. <laughs> I like that idea of things you could do. Cause I think, I always think about your job and work to some extent, there's things that pop up that you didn't know about today that you will become a priority tomorrow. So like mm. when you're home, I always, I always like to say it's Thursday and there'll be something I'm fixing on Saturday that hasn't broken yet. Mm. That's true. Be, you know, it'll be critical and painting the back wall, which my wife is frustrated. That's not painted is mainly an appearance item. It's not hurting anything, if you will. Right. It's purely appearance. But if the plumbing is broken, generally it has to be fixed first. Right. This is true. Uh, I really like it because you can get in a mode, particularly when you're tired from work, like, no, 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 this is Saturday. I don't have to do anything. You don't, <laughs> uh, this is another thing that the Gretchen Rubin does. She, um, has a personality test mm -hmm. and upholders, rebels, obligers, and, um, uh, like upholders do things because they think it sh should be done. And, obligers do it because other people think it should be done. And so they, other people are counting on this, so they don't do it, but it's got one category called rebels and they just don't want to do anything. And, uh, <laughs> she sells a mug that says, uh, rebel, uh, you can't make me do it. And neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're tired on a weekend, you can get into this, like I'm not going to be productive. This is my time to vegetate. So I don't have to do anything. So I like putting on a could do list because you do feel better when you painted the wall at the end. Um, it's enjoyment versus pleasure. You enjoy, you might enjoy painting, right? You'll enjoy working out whatever puzzles are involved and using tools and cleaning things up and enjoy it being done. doesn't mean you like painting. <laughs> There's, I have a mental block against it for some reason. I, if you added up a bunch of other short tasks that for the same amount of time, I'd probably rather do those other short tasks for some reason. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I had a professor, uh, professor, teacher in high school, economics teacher, and he would paint houses over the summer. That's how he made extra money. And he said, yeah, for the first couple hours you paint and think, and for the last part of the day, you just paint. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had one more point on to-do lists. Eh, that's it. I think the could-do list is, is, is a, an interesting way to do it. Um, I, I like, like could-do list. I've got some could, I've got some could-do things on there that have been on my list for a couple of years, but it doesn't, I always ask like, does it harm anything else? Does it break anything? If the answer is no, it's like it could be on your could do, could do list. It's not hurting if you don't do it. Yes. David Allen insists that the most important part is to have a weekly review. So go through your lists and all the stuff you threw into a pile to, to review later. You go through it all. I, I 
stop pretending I'm going to do that anymore. I think it's a good idea, but I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, um, but you should do it once in a while. And it would be good to go keep a running list. And probably what I should do is figure out a count. And when it gets up to 25 or 50 or 100, go through it and just try and be brutal and say, okay, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's going to be like... Uh, some of them just go away. Uh, I don't know what it is. Get <laughs> get a picture of the kids uh, at Christmas time. Like, well, my kids are 17 and 19 now. Not going to happen. Let's just admit it. <laughs> get pictures with Santa. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's on my list, but I should look at my list while we're here. But anyway, so I, I think that covers it. The most important thing is to write it down and find something that works for you and not get too distracted by looking for the perfect system. Yeah, I think so. And I think for me, it's like writing down those longer term things, at least electronically, that can be problematic. So um, I have some yearly recurring reminders that just helps remind me to do certain important things once a year and uh, not forget about them. Yeah. and. The advantage, and it's a big advantage of uh, electronic, is even if you end up with a giant pile of notes, at least it's a searchable pile of notes. Um, though I find like my Evernote stuff mm -hmm. is so large, it's almost unsearchable. Yeah, but yeah, my my one note is getting pretty big, especially for work, because I put a lot of important things that I need to find, because I can't remember it all sometimes, like contractual obligations and things like that that aren't that differ from customer to customer, if you will. Right. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember exactly what the contractual obligation is, but each one will have some sort of obligation and it might be a, a requirement, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But you can, if you have in a note like that, you can search it. And of course you can always back, look back at the contract, but sometimes the contracts are searchable and sometimes they're just scanned documents and you have to read through them again. So I try to use the note to, to get succinct bits of critical information that I can find with a quick search. Yes. Um, I, the other thing I like to do for my home, just a, a time saver, if I may, is um, there's things that I do periodically, maybe once a quarter, once a year, and it's not obvious on how to do it. So like setting re the timer for my pool pump, right? It runs fast. So I like to reset it and um, it's not intuitive. So I take a picture and write notes to myself and I put that in the one notes. When I pull it up, mm -hmm. I can look at it and it reminds me how to do something. So I kind of reteach it to myself. And since it's something you do once a year, it's hard to remember sometimes. So what I find is that the actual reminder and I put a note in there and how to do it helps me do it more quickly and more efficiently without having to try to reteach myself how to reset the darn pool timer. That's a good idea. Um, that's true. Because it does, yeah, a little bit of labeling goes a long way. It's it's hard when you <laughs> finally figure out which sprinkler zone is uh, uh, the front yard. You really should write it down in a clear way because you're not going to have to look at it again for another year and you won't remember and you'll still. Because like, you're not making a habit. If you're doing it every day, you'd remember, you would remember it right away. But yeah, so I try to use my... Um, task list for especially for things that don't happen like once a quarter once a year maybe once every few years i try to put some copious notes in there that helps me do it more quickly next time so i'm not having to relearn something that's fairly complicated I, that's safe that's a time saver for me for sure 
Yeah, I used to keep a list of uh, where things are, <laughs> but now I can't find that list, ironically, because uh, I switched systems. But, you know, you buy a replacement set of shoelaces, you buy them yeah. three at a time because they come in a three pack, <laughs> so you don't want to throw them away. So where do you put them? I don't know, top drawer of your <laughs> cabinet? Makes sense, but you, you, otherwise you buy another one and then they all get... Avoiding hoarding is my challenge. Yeah, no, it's not, not a bad way too. I have an I have a list of inventory items, and sometimes I'll write down where they are because, to your point, I have found myself. Um, I bought something. Oh, I bought like for the dryer, the little clasp in the dryer breaks every five years or something like that. So you have to buy a new one, and I bought a two pack and I forgot about it. And so next this time I wrote down where the, where the extra one is in the cabinet in the garage. Yes. And uh, yes, we save a lot of money buying too much stuff at Costco. Or like if I bought Costco wiper blades, I wrote that in my one note, like how many wiper blades? Because some of the cars share the same size. This is this is really getting the weeds, but some of the cars have the same size wiper blade, which you can share. And now I wrote it down like, okay, I've got two 19 inch wiper blades. that's up there in the top shelf, just so I don't go to Costco and buy that again and realize, okay. oh, I already have three of these. And where do you keep that? In my OneNote, I have a okay. little auto automobile section because then you can search it. This helps me helps me remind me of stuff like that because I I like you have rebought something that I realized I already had and I couldn't quite figure out where it was until I did it and then I put it away in the cabinet like oh there it is. And it's very frustrating knowing you have bought something and you can't find it. Yeah. Um, but since we share houses with other people, sometimes people move it. And you say, hey, where is, did you see some nice square plain looking toothbrushes? Because I have to buy them online and they, uh, so I buy them six at a time and I only change it every, what, three to six months. And uh, you put them in a logical place and somebody wants that logical place for something else. Like, they're in there. Like, they're not. See, they're supposed to be here. So that can cause a little bit of conflict. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness <laughs> sakes. Well, I think we beat this one to death. Yes, but we've been meaning to do it for several weeks now. So we can check it off the list. It's been on our could-do list. But <laughs> I think basketball and football have gotten away of it. Uh, yeah. Go Blue Devils maybe next year. <laughs> All right. I appreciate your right. input. We'll talk soon. Talk to you later.